Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you have questions about our church or following Jesus, feel free to reach out to us at info at theplantchurch.org. Now, here's today's message. Merry Christmas, everyone. You may be seated for just a, a few moments. I love this time of year. I love sitting in these scripture readings. They're some of my favorite moments of the year as we worship together. Uh, I just wanna share very briefly as we reflect on all of the candles now being lit, reflect on the story that we've just heard from the scriptures. Uh, I love the Christmas movie, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Anyone love that? Yes. Some, some fans out there. One of the parts of that movie that always sticks with me and gets to me every time is when Charlie Brown, this awkward kid, kind of the loser kid, let's be honest, um, he, he just things don't go Charlie Brown's way. He's left out a lot and he's invited to be in the Christmas play. And he can't contain his excitement. You see, really? Me? He's overjoyed to get to be a part of something so good. And as we have heard this great story of scripture this morning that leads us to Jesus, I am just overjoyed, as I hope you are too, that you and I get to be invited into an amazing story that's just so good, just like Charlie Brown. Even you and I, the awkward ones, the left out ones, the little ones, the grieving ones, the disappointed ones, even those of you that feel maybe have been a little successful, or even if you've been unsuccessful, winners and losers, powerful, weak, every single one of us gets to be invited into something so good that it causes us great joy. Just like the angel said to the shepherds that night, I bring you good news, great joy for all people that no matter where you are in life, no matter how good or how bad it's gone, this is the best news you've ever received. Psalm 98 describes the joy that we're responding with this way. It says, sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of ram's horns. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the earth and all living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth and he will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. This sentiment of this Psalm, I think captures so well another Christmas carol. We've been reflecting on Christmas carols this Advent season, one by Isaac Watts known as Joy to the World. Perhaps Isaac Watts took some inspiration from Psalm 98 when he wrote these words. 
joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains all repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin or sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground because he comes to make his blessings known far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. I love this song because it invites us to cry out with joy along with all of creation that the good news is here, that God himself has come into the world. It invites us to cry out with joy because we've been invited, just like Charlie Brown, to participate in the greatest story possible. This amazing thing that God is doing something and has done something and will do something through Jesus Christ. And so as we think about this song, we think about joy what makes Christmas so joyful? Think about it. We've sung about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel this Advent season. And in our longing, how much we need someone who can come to right every wrong when things are not right. We've thought about the song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and, and just the reality that God came to be with us in Jesus and it causes us to worship. And we've talked about the song, O Holy Night, in this Advent season and and talked about how when Jesus appears, his light comes, it never goes out. Darkness is defeated. We're never alone anymore. And he keeps providing us out of his fullness, blessing after blessing after blessing. This is why Christmas is so joyful. Because God's done all of this. God has entered into history in real time and he's done something about the mess. How many of you came in with a little bit of mess? A little bit, maybe a lot of bit of this. When someone in human history has done something significant, think about it, it has always affected the course of history for everyone that comes after. Florence Nightingale founded Modern Nursing and she changed the medical profession and the way that people provide treatment. Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, literally changed the way that we work and live day and night. Rosa Parks' refusal to get up out of her seat on a bus was the catalyst for social change. People in history changed history and were better off for their work. God entered history in Jesus Christ. And he changed not just an aspect of how you and I live, he has changed everything. So now as the song says, there's joy because God has come. There's joy because the Savior, God, is the one who now reigns and rules over everything. There's joy because sin and sorrow and toil and all those curses of sin, they no longer need to define humanity. There's joy because he rules every nation. He demonstrates his grace, his truth, his love, and his justice where every nation and government fails to do so. Ultimately, Christmas is joyful because there's an answer to your sin. There's an answer 
to your dysfunction. There's an answer to our brokenness. There's an answer to our pain, our loss, our grief, our suffering, our longing, the wars and conflicts we see in the world, the sickness that we have in our bodies, and even an answer for death itself. The answer is this man, Jesus Christ. God, the Son who created the world with the Father and the Spirit, who entered history to change the course of history and will ultimately return to set things right and make all things new at the conclusion of history. That's really good news. I don't know about you, I needed that this morning. So here's the question, if this is good news, what will you do with it? It's the question for everyone, whether this is your first day in a church building or you've been in church your entire life, the question is always before us. Will you be a bystander to this great story of God, this this great Christmas play, if you will, that's happening? Will you be a bystander or will you become a participant in the joy that this good news brings? I love the, the German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, said he was a pastor during World War II resisting uh, the Nazi regime. And he said in a sermon once, if God chooses Mary as his instrument, if God himself wants to come into this world in the manger at Bethlehem, this is no idyllic family affair, he says, but the beginning of a complete turnaround, a reordering of everything on this earth. He goes on to say, if we wish to participate in this Advent and Christmas event, then we cannot simply be bystanders or onlookers as if we're at the theater enjoying all the cheerful images. No, he says, we ourselves are swept up into the action there, into the conversion of all things. We, you and I, have a part to play too on this stage. So I ask you again this morning, will you be a bystander Or will you receive the invitation in front of you again today to become a participant in the joy that this good news brings? Will you join in this great performance like a great play as God is working out in the world the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus? Let's join in. Let's join in to that good news as he invites us to join him then we'll be truly living into the joy that is ours in this Christmas season. Amen? Amen. We are going to prepare to take communion. Uh, If you would like to take communion and you did not grab our little communion cups on the way in, uh, some of our connectors would be happy to give those to you. You can put your hand up. But also at this time, parents, if you would like your children to come and participate in the candle lighting with us, we're gonna light candles. We do have glow sticks if you're afraid of them holding onto fire. Uh, Parents, if you want your kids to be a part of that candle lighting, you're free to go get them now. Our Kidsman team knows that you're coming. Uh, You can go get them now uh, and you're welcome to do that as we prepare to take communion. But every week, uh, if you're wanting to get your kids now, every week, We ask a question as we prepare our hearts for communion. The Apostle Paul says to examine yourself before you come to the Lord's table. This is a way of participating in the reality of this good news, this great play, this great story of God by taking communion. And and Paul says to examine ourselves. And so we like to ask a question and I'm gonna just create a moment to pause for you to reflect on this question. And it's simply this. 
Will you receive God's invitation fresh this morning to join in this great good news, this great play, this great story? Or do you choose to stand by and watch? The choice is always yours. There's never manipulation or anything. But just examine yourself for a minute. Ask, really take seriously and answer this question for a moment before we take communion. Thanks so much for joining us today. If this podcast has been helpful for you to know Jesus and make him known, then check out our website for more sermons and other resources, theplantchurch.org.